This is Community Centric, a podcast dedicated to raising the floor of knowledge for our community of founders and doers. Hi, my name is Debbie. I am a 26-year-old female living in Manhattan in the great city of New York. I am originally from the Bay Area, uh, specifically the South Bay, where I spent the majority of my childhood and my college years. Uh, I'm here today to just share a little bit about my career story and to share a few things that I learned along the way. Hopefully, this is helpful to some of you, and I'm excited to go ahead and get started. Okay, so question number one, tell us your career story. How did you get to where you are and why did you choose the path you're on? If you asked me at the tender age of 13 what I wanted to do, which is what my parents did all the time, uh, I would have said I wanted to help people. And so at that time, the, the thing that came to mind, of course, was for me to go ahead and pursue medicine, which is... Uh, Something that happens, I feel like, quite frequently um, at that age. But yeah, so from there, I went ahead and pursued um, and had the purpose and the goal of pursuing medicine. So middle school and high school, I studied hard, did my SAT classes, did my SAT boot camp classes, uh, did the classes that I needed to make sure that I was set up for going to a pretty good college and ended up going to UC Berkeley where I majored as an integrative biology major. Um, had a great, great time at Berkeley, met some of the greatest people and did, of course, the necessary classes, uh, the research experience and the clubs that I also needed to do to set myself up again for schooling afterwards. Um, One thing that I did after I graduated was I wanted to get experience uh, or clinical experience, which is something that a lot of schools ask for. And so I worked as a medical assistant in a few pediatric offices and an ophthalmology office. Um, I was basically the medical assistant of the physician at hand, which basically means that I was just the right-hand man um, and provided whatever assistance the patient or the doctor needed uh, within the private practice. Learned a lot, had a great time, worked for some great physicians, um, saw some great cases, Um, But there was one time that I was, or one day that I was actually just sitting in my backyard. I remember this very vividly. I was sitting on my diving board. It was a hot summer day. Um, I was right next to the pool and I had this thought. Uh, A thought that just planted itself and would not shake off. And the thought was, why am I doing this? Why am I pursuing more school? Um, I was in the thick of applying. I had taken the necessary test. I had all the classes. I had everything planned to the T, ready to go. And at this point was when this thought just started to circulate in my mind over and over again. Um, I think one thing that was really helpful for me at that time was being able to differentiate other people's voices versus 
my voice and my opinion. Um, I realized that uh, just like, yeah, like so much of my life and I think so much of many people's lives revolved around um, pleasing uh, the most influential opinions and voices at hand. And so I could hear you know, like the opinions of of my mom being like, you have to become a doctor, you have to achieve this. You know, I could hear the, of course not not actually, but just, you know, like in retrospect, like the voices of my peers saying like, you know, like we did this for so long, we sacrificed all this money for tuition, we did all those grueling anatomy, physiology, like all these classes, like you have to do this, you know, like, Um, And these peers were ones that were gunning for UCSF, they were gunning for the big name schools, they were gunning for general surgery and medical missions, and it was so admirable, but there was a gung-ho grit in them that I didn't necessarily have, and I I think I started to realize that. And then like a third voice, um, I think was just like a a societal lens of um, just knowing that going to medicine was so well-respected, but was that status and that well-respectedness something that was enough for me to pursue um i think at that point i realized that my desire was for me to not go Uh, i realized more and more as i sat on it and thought about it that i did not want to pursue more schooling that i didn't necessarily really like medicine um and i think i just wasn't no i don't i don't know about not brave enough i think i was just learning to hear my hear my own voice and my desires at that time and so um yeah i think once that was decided i gave the pitch to my parents i let them know that i i didn't want to go to school Honestly, um, it could have, you know, gone a lot worse, but it, it wasn't the best either. Um, but, but it ended up resolving, you know, it was okay. I, I was going to be okay. Uh, a few months later, I actually had this uh, interviewing opportunity for a contractor role in an operations team at Facebook. And so I went ahead and interviewed for that, um, got in. Um, ended up being part of that team for a little bit and then transitioned over to a full-time role in the trust and safety team at Facebook where I was able to really combat child safety issues on the platform and then from there most recently uh, moved over to the wheelchair accessible vehicle program um, at Lyft and maintained operations there And I think when you take a look at my career trajectory, it is very unique. I think I don't I don't hear a lot of people pivoting over from healthcare to tech, but um, I think I want to note two things. First thing is I I hear a lot of people ask me, like, how did you do it? How did you get into a like a a, a role at Facebook? Like, uh, like, how did you even? like sell yourself at that point and i think a lot of what it was more so was me shifting my mentality from i can't do it to i can and i just need to position myself well i framed up my past research experience where um, it was based on a lot of analytics and i made sure that that was translatable to the job that i was interviewing for Uh, i talked about my past collaborative 
um, like hiccups and wins um, with my team at the pediatric offices and I translated that to the role that I was interviewing for at Facebook and I think a lot of that came from and birthed from a perspective that I took on which again was I can do this I just need to make sure that I sell and showcase that um, these experiences although they look different are inherently very similar second thing that I I want to note is um, uh, remember when I talked about how at at 13, I realized I wanted to help people. In retrospect, even when I look at my career trajectory now, I think I am proud to say that I achieved that and I maintained that value within my career and within myself that um, although I switched into a different industry um, in tech, I was still able to help people in the trust and safety team or in the wheelchair accessible vehicle program. Um, Help doesn't always need to look Uh, like one thing I think uh, it can look like many other things um, and have different colors and features and I think I just needed to find my niche uh, in 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 the tech space which is something that uh, just is really exciting for me second question is what is the greatest lesson you've learned in college I was shadowing an OBGYN and during my shadowing space there or time there I was able to grab dinner with her friend who was a cardiothoracic surgeon Um, he was truly a renaissance man he knew a little not a little he knew a lot about many things he was very just very knowledgeable very smart good at many different crafts and um as a youngin i just wanted to ask him like hey like or i did ask him like hey like what is the greatest piece of advice that you have for me you know given that you're at the tail end of your of your career and he said um even irrelevant people have relevant things to say debbie listen carefully and that is a piece of advice I have held on to to this day and I have applied uh, professionally and personally. Of course, I don't want to get into the nuances of defining who irrelevant is versus relevant, but um, I think one thing to note is that when I look at great leaders, I see that they create feedback loops not only Um, for those at their level but they create feedback loops that reach all the way down to the lowest level Um, and they make sure that certain communication channels are alive there for them to be able to hear what's happening on the ground and solicit feedback from those on the ground Um, I think those are the leaders that people want to follow and I think those are the leaders that are the most knowledgeable um, about how to pave a way forward Um, and I think that's how um, yeah I found advice like this applied in more so like a professional setting third is what problem do you most want to solve I would most want to solve the problem of echo chambers that I see 
starting to really like proliferate um, given this pandemic and given the political climate. And when I talk about echo chambers, it's basically defined as you hear the opinions um, and the biases that you want to hear. You're siloed into your own opinion without really being exposed to those of differing beliefs. I think given the age of tech, uh, which is the industry that I'm a part of, and social media, I think you follow or you do follow people that have the same beliefs as you. So what ends up happening is you just see content that is curated to provide a confirmation bias for yourself um, and to let you know like, hey, you're right. Um, What I think this has led to more so is that um, people are more and more um, just stuck to their ways and stuck to their opinions. And anytime there is anybody with a differing opinion, it is received with a lot of aggression and anger and emotion. I think what I would love to help solve and just be a part of is providing some way to create more dialogue and communication channels between those of differing opinions where um, it doesn't just turn into these angry fights i think when anger pervades the room it is very hard to go ahead and just listen to um uh, just listen to the argument of somebody else but i think being able to be in a space and empathize and know that people don't just believe things flippantly but people do have a lot of belief in their own opinions and being able to try and uh, just empathize and contextualize where they're coming from so that we can collaboratively pave a way forward i think i know that or i know that that's highly idealistic um but i think that is a problem that is very relevant today and uh, and hopefully there is a solution whether it's from the bottom up, like we as a people create it, or from the top down, where it is encouraged for us to go ahead and do that. Um, And then last thing is, or last question is, what gives you hope? Um, My faith gives me hope. My faith is the center of everything I do, and I am Christian, and... Um, I believe that all things are given to me by grace and grace alone and that things given to me are not necessarily just because of the fact that I, I have merited it or I've achieved it, but it is just due to the fact that um, it is free and it is a grace, like I said before. And so I think that allows me to to hold things lightly and to know that every opportunity is a gift um, which allows me to more so be thankful about what I am given. Um, but yeah, those are those are the four questions and my respective responses. Um, yeah, like hoping that this reaches some of you guys out there, I think especially during this time where it's so unstable and steady, um, knowing that people have narratives trajectories and colors and that every person's story is so uh, just beautiful I think in nature so don't be afraid of differences and be ashamed of your story but share it and maybe it'll help and impact somebody else too
Millie Votso here, co-founder and CEO of Centric, your AI-powered go-to guide that helps you build, better use, and evolve your tech stack. Just wanted to say a quick thank you for being part of our community. We hope that in this episode, you are able to find some aha moments that will help you move forward with confidence.